You are now listening to the Griot's Black Podcast Network, Black Culture Amplified. There are some losses in the Black community that it's really hard to come back from. There's the time when One Shoe Reggie lost that foot race to White Boy Joe, set the whole community back eons, decades even, because see, we were the fastest. Then there was the time when Matt McClung won the slam dunk contest during Black History Month at NBA All-Star Weekend. He did that. Wow, what a way to go out. But there's no loss that stings more, that's more pressing and more prescient and sits deeper in the hearts of black America than the loss that happened on what I'm guessing is the one day that it actually rained in Southern California. This ain't fair. Y'all cheated. Y'all stole our moves. You're just mad. Because tonight you suckers got served. This is Dear Culture, and these are significant moments in black history. As someone who actually studied dance myself, I was a student of Harlem School of the Arts. I did the youth programs at Dance Theater of Harlem. I was very invested in the early years of the Southern California dance scene. This was the rise of early crumping. This was the rise of a lot of the Beat Your Feet movement that came out of Chicago. So when we all saw what was happening in Southern California, it was something that was of peak interest to someone like myself, right? You know, New York had its own thing going on with our own dance movement. We were all doing our own Harlem Shake, Light Feet movement. And so when this was happening, when you know MTV was going out and giving out money for dance competitions annually, we were all tuned into it, right? So personally, I was very invested in what was going on in the dance scene. My name is Shamir Ibrahim, and I am a cultural critic and commenter. My name is Legarius Johnson, former dancer, uh, went by the name Get'em, because that's what I would do. I would get them, get'em, get em. streets school, church, you name it, I did it, I would go get them. Get them. Currently unemployed. So I followed the Southern California warehouse dance scene because I was a part of it. I didn't have to follow it, it more or less followed me, if you know what I'm saying. But I did keep up with everybody else that was on the scene. You know, Elgin, Wade, you know, the whole crew. Like, those were my guys. Those are the people I paid attention to. I was briefly in Elgin and David's crew uh, but we had a mishap. I got put out, so I had to start my own crew. Not nearly as popular. We're not gonna make it down with the crew. Never punk. You can't even move. I didn't know about the rise of David and Elgin until it got really big and it became the scandal that it was because it got pretty dangerous. I ain't scared. Is you scared? Hell no. And what the hell is stopping us from taking their money tonight then? But it wasn't until they were really huge and massive and all the fallout happened that I really knew about them as individuals. But what we really did know was that there were a lot of really big and intense crews that were really doing a lot of innovative things out in the local Los Angeles area. And that was just really exciting to know about, right? So it wasn't like it was YouTube everywhere like it is now where people were just pulling out cameras and you could see them instantaneously we all had like little flip phones what's this this is an official challenge not a baby challenge. right there this is the real 
$5,000 challenge. It's not like today where everyone could pull out on Snapchat or pull it out on TikTok, but you know, people were constantly trying to find ways to figure out what people were doing locally. Eight messages, dang, somebody blowing me up. I was originally one of the members of David and Elgin's crew, but because of a slight tiff that we had about money, but mostly dance steps. Just so you know, we ain't boys, we ain't nothing. And that's on my mommy. Like I thought the dance steps that I was bringing to the table would bring us money and they didn't seem to think that they were that cool. Uh, and I can admit, I probably didn't have the most uh, important dance step routines for what we were trying to accomplish. Mine was more the kind of thing that was gonna bring the world together. See, that's what I am. What? I'm the kind of person that brings the world together with dance. When people have that talent, you wanna be around that talent. And I wanted to be around that talent because I am a dancer and I, you know, I use my body to tell stories and I use my body to tell poems and, and write poems. My body writes all manner of stories. It's prose, it's fiction, nonfiction. Uh, my body's a library. Get up. Where were you when you heard the story about them suckers getting served by Wade's dance crew? You know, it's crazy that you mentioned this. So as a New Yorker, right? You have several moments, right? Everyone knows where they were on 9-11. Couple years later, right? It's 2003. Everyone hears about this crazy moment in a boxing ring, because that's where dancers duke it out, right? In boxing rings. Look, I'm gonna call him at his house. Dude, man, we can't afford to lose. We never lose. Why start now? Hey, yo, Sonny, what's up, man? Yo, Elgin, I forgot to tell you, man. We got a surprise guest for you. Let's do this again sometime. We'd love to take your money. Again. When David and Elgin got served, I was there. I was in the audience. You know what I mean? Like, I was there when them suckers got served. It, it was it was it, it was fugazi. They got they got cheated. You know what I'm saying? Sonny switched sides. You know he flipped sides and he gave Wade and them all the moves. Everyone gets together. They squab it out. They do a dance bars bar for bar, eight count for eight count. Right? That's what the streets are telling each other. Right? Because you know that's how we do it by telephone. Right? Everyone just tells each other. Juilliard's hearing about it. Right? Dance Theater of Harlem's hearing about it. Right? Ailey's hearing about it. So it was an emotional time because we saw it happen in the real time. It's like, you know, the world slowed down. Like all these dance moves, they're dancing. You know, people, you remember where you were when significant events happened. Like I know where I was when Ricky got shot. Ricky! You know what I'm saying? I know where I was when Randy Watson uh, sang the greatest love of all. You know, I know where I was when Akila won the spelling bee. Congratulations, Akila. And I know specifically, I know where I was standing. I know what I had on. You know what I mean? When I know what I was wearing when David and Elgin got served. You know what I mean? And it still it still burns in my heart today because it just wasn't supposed to be. You know, it wasn't supposed to be that. And, and it was that. And when something is what it was, that's what it is. Got your ass whooped tonight, but I done seen y'all whoop a many a ass right in this same place. 
So you gotta realize that this is a really tense time for the black community. Black on black crime was allegedly at an all time high, right? No snitching was still principal, all time G code. And here we are watching brothers in the dance community declare war on each other over a couple racks. What happened? Man, you left me out there hanging tonight. That's what happened. What? And I gotta be honest with you, man. I, I didn't think there was no coming back from that. Like, I just, the community was despondent, run amok. They didn't land on Plymouth Rock. It was like Plymouth Rock landed on the community. We were all split on this one. Everybody was fighting, you know, in fighting. We, people were upset that, you know, people wanted to ride on Wade. But other people were like, yo, David and Elgin should have known better. You know what I'm saying? Like, them suckers got served and they should have known better. We don't really think about what a small ripple can start. But when you look upon what one small moment of violence, what one small fissure can start. Disrespecting me by putting your hand. Home. Those two longtime friends who considered each other's brothers turned on each other upon a small trophy, right? And yes, they thought it was life-changing money at the time. We gotta tell the crew. We'll tell them the night after the battle. We about to get this paper <laughs> But it really led to the black community just really setting a standard of turning on each other in entertainment. Really a tragedy. And then David don't show up for Elgin, and then next thing you know, they they beefing and the crews is splitting. You know, it was just like it was the end. It felt like the end of an era, you know. And I think everybody in the community was just sad. We we're like, we don't. Where do we go from here? Do we do we continue? Do we find a new hobby? You know, do we just stop dancing and I don't know, start skating or doing slam poetry? You know, I didn't think they were gonna come back together. I thought them. I thought they was done. So if we gotta be honest, look, the black dudes lost to the white dudes. The racial elements here, you know, I, I'm gonna say it set us back six to seven years. Y'all mad at the wrong people. Y'all need to be throwing that hate towards waiting them. All I'm saying is y'all need to find the love again, cause this here, it ain't right. You know, when suckers get served, you don't really usually come back from that. Which makes this story all the more triumphant because they did. Like, I didn't think they were gonna come back from that, but they they figured it out. They did come back from that. And and I mean, we're all better off for it if you're being if you're real about it. Like we are all better today because of what happened in the in, in the aftermath. Um, though uh, time, part of the thing that brought them back together was the death of a little saint. So, you know. <laughs> Not that I wanted the little homie to pass on, but he sold up a community. A tragic story of a young neglected black youth who really just didn't have that much structure in his life. Looked at some young black men who really needed their own mentors, right? But they were all caught up in a really ill-fated dream of chasing what they thought was black capitalism, what they thought was their own vision of success. And in the middle of all of that chaos, right? What happens? He gets caught up in the mix. He gets caught up in trying to live up into whatever version of the ideal that he's they set up for him, right? And so it's a very it's a very deep tragedy that such a young black man who was probably on his way to a great charter school in the Los Angeles area, right? But instead, we have to deal with the fact that those few thousand dollars were all that they were chasing for, and he was left in the background.
you know, through tragedy comes triumph, at least when it comes to dancers and boxing rings in Los Angeles. Like that's how we get down, you know, and and, you know, shouts out to Lil Saint as always, you know, R.I.P. to, to the little homie, you know. We're not going to make it down with the crew. Never punk. You can't even move. And, you know, his contributions to uh, not only the dance history, but black history and world history really just cannot be, you know, they cannot be overstated. You can never really make up for such a deep tragedy, right? So when you have deep losses that are mortal, right, and fatal, it's really kind of difficult to really reclaim that. And so when David and Elgin actually lost somebody that was so critical to them, that was very, very um, irreplaceable for them to actually kind of get, get back. But when they chose to try to come together in those final moments, especially on such a major national stage. All right, let's do this. Nah, we got it. L, come on, man, let's bury this and let me help you out there. Look, L, it's either David and all of us or it's none of us. It was a chance for them to honor Lil Sate, not necessarily to potentially win something, but really showcase why Lil Say had even admired them for so long. As a community, to this day, when people want to actually step onto the stage, we consistently say, we got to do it for Lil Saint to honor him in his memory, because that is how we stand together as a black community in the dance world. Lil Saint, this one for you, baby. I'm proud to, to have been associated with David and Elgin, and I appreciate everything that they brought to the dance table. Uh, they were the dance table, you know, without without them, there's no table to dance on. So I appreciate them for giving me a table to dance. I was never a stripper, um, but just like regular dancing on tables. Like, let's say, you know, you go to a nice restaurant and the food is really good and you just feel the need to dance and move like that's, you know, so that's that's what that's. I appreciate them for giving me a table to dance on. Um, which consequently is where you get served. Get up. If you could say one thing to David and Elgin about the mark that they've left in the black community and in the dance world, just one thing that you would like to share with them, what would that be? I'll tell them that they gave Joe Budden their biggest hit. And Joe Budden has to be thankful to David and Elgin for the rest of their lives. <laughs> Y'all just mad, cause today, you suckers got served. 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 The Griot Black Podcast Network presents Dear Culture, Truish Black Stories. When you think of sheer artistry, sheer creativity, um, the ability for someone to bring Black people together in the most fundamental ways. It's, you know, I would say, of my four, Randy Watson's my number one. When the news about Ricky first broke, what I heard about it is the thing you hear about, you know, every time somebody Black dies, that it was gang-related. That means the police don't know what happened, so they just said, probably the gangs, probably, you know, the other Black dudes. When I think of Akilah, you know, um, 
I think about, I just think about how impressionable white people can be. I think about how, you know, if you watch that movie again, you know, if you should have lost like three times. Where were you when you heard the story about them suckers getting served by Wade's dance crew? You know, it's crazy that you mentioned this. So as a New Yorker, right, everyone knows where they were on 9-11, right? You know, a couple years later, right, 2003, everyone hears about this crazy moment in a boxing ring, because that's where dancers do get out, right? In boxing rings. If you could say something to Ricky right now, what would you say to him? Ricky, you shouldn't have never got that girl pregnant. You knew I had a crush on you. You should have got with me instead. Moments in Black culture examined like never before. Join us each week as we dive into the Black moments that changed us, that changed the world. Make sure to subscribe to Dear Culture so you never miss an episode. started this podcast to talk about not just what black writers write about but how well personally it's on my bucket list to have one of my books banned <laughs> i know that's probably bad but Ooh. i think Ooh, spicy they were yelling n-word go home and i was looking around for the n-word because i knew it couldn't be me because i was a queen <laughs> but i'm telling people to quit this mentality of identifying ourselves yeah. by our work to start to live our lives and to redefine the whole concept of how we work and where we work and why we work in the first place. My, my biggest strength throughout throughout my career has been having incredible mentors and specifically black women. I've been writing poetry since I was like eight. You know, I've been reading Langston Hughes and James Baldwin and Maya Angelou and so forth and so on since I was like a little kid. Like the banjo was blackly black, right? Mm -hmm. For Many, many, African. many years. Everybody yes. knew. Because sometimes I'm just doing some Sam that because <laughs> I just like, <laughs> want to do it. An honor to be here. Thank you for doing the work that you're doing. Keep shining bright. And we and, and like you said, we're going to keep writing black. As always, you can find us on the Grio app or wherever you find your podcasts.